señorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and say This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's my girl, comedian Robin Shaw. I am so excited for her. She went crazy, viral, famous last week. I'm sure you saw her on The View, The Talk. She found a list of goals um, that she was making for herself for 2020, and it could not have been more ironic. Um, For example, she wanted to travel more and be more social make more money. Not funny at all, but she actually wrote down spend more time with her grandmother and her grandmother passed away in 2020. It's like the list from hell. It went viral and I got a chance to speak with her. If you remember, another friend of mine had told me that she was the one that answered an ad for a fat girl to eat cake in a rap video. She was like, yeah, let's do it. It's so hilarious. I'm so excited to share my interview. And this week, I am sipping on the flamethrower margarita because Robin is so hot right now. (laughs) It's Tanteo Habanero Tequila, the spiciest of Tanteo's infused tequilas. It's got grapefruit juice, fresh lime, agave, You can try all their tequilas and get all their recipes at TanteoTequila.com. It's the perfect tequila for a margarita, and you can use Squats 10 to get 10% off at TanteoTequila.com. Here is my interview with the hilarious Robin Shaw. Hi! (laughs) What's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Uh, First of all, (laughs) Emma told me about you, and I... I needed to have you here. And I don't know if you knew, I, I teased it a little bit, but I didn't tell people the end of that story. Wait, wait, <laughs> so I feel like story? you start the, there. The, which story? The, uh, the ad that you answered. Oh, the ASAP one. Okay, because you, yeah. you posted a few videos. I was like, how oh, yeah. did you find that I'm a one? super fan. I'm a super like the, fan. The one with the bike. I, I, I was making fun of that commercial from like last year or whatever. So I was like, how did she find that? That's hilarious. Scrolling down. Just things that made me like <laughs> laugh out loud. I was like, yep. <laughs> I made you a little highlight video. Oh, love it. Love it. I wish everyone <laughs> would just make me a highlight video every day. Yeah, right. Just, just everywhere you go. Just before you walk into the supermarket, it's like. Yeah. Just so everyone <laughs> knows who I am. You know? Because like, exactly. I always tell people, like, well, not, I don't tell people. My friends know, like, in my head, or even my followers know, like, in my head, I'm so famous that I just, I have the opposite problem that most people have. Like, most people think, like, oh, I'm never going to make it. You know, like, I have the opposite. Like, I'm so delusional that I just think I'm so famous. But then, like, no one knows who I am. You're like, I have arrived. People know who you are. (laughs) And I need you to tell, we need to finish the story of the, the ad that you answered. Because that is what, like, how I found you. And I was, like, enamored with that story. And I need you to tell, just, you saw an ad. Okay, I saw there's a there's a website called Actors Access, which is for actors to like find like roles and stuff. Oh. And there was this ad saying for um, internet usage, like we're making a music video. We need a fat girl who's comfortable making fun of herself eating cake. Melissa McCarthy body type. Okay, so that was like the full ad. So then I wrote I back. I said, hey, you know, I'm not like that fat, but like I can eat cake better than anyone. So then they wrote, the cast director wrote back like, oh my God, I just sent your response to the director. They loved it. You got the role. So I was like, okay, clearly this is like 
gonna be like a crappy gig because I didn't have to audition. They're like paying me like a hundred bucks. Right. <laughs> it says internet usage. So right. So then I show up. Um, well, first off, they give me this like address in Yonkers and like just do a house. So I was like, all right, I'm definitely getting murdered. Without. But you took Emma. You didn't show up by yourself. Yes. So that's why I was like, okay, I can't go alone. So I'll bring Emma for. And now I'm assuming your followers know her from your, you know, live mm -hmm. from like two weeks ago. But Emma's. Mm -hmm. Tiny, okay. I'm four eleven. <laughs> she's probably five feet. So we're both same height. She's about half my size, you know. So like, not intimidating. But we show up, and then the rapper turns out to be ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ferg and the whole ASAP crew. <laughs> and we like we're done. First of all, we open the door. Like we get there, and there's security, and they're like, "Who are you?" Because <laughs> we do not look like we belong whatsoever. And. um and then it was just like the coolest experience ever. And it just like everything from like someone went up to hair and makeup and it was all these models and then just like me and Emma being like, hey. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and then Where's down the in the basement, I don't know if Emma told you this part, but down in the basement, there was craft services, which is like all where food is yeah. for everyone. But like, no one's down there. <laughs> it's like no one's eating. Like everyone's like either smoking weed or not eating okay like that's you know and you would think like with how many high people there were there would be more people eating yeah but no one was down there. no one was down there but me and emma and we were like they would she don't even tell you there was like this huge cookie cake we ate the whole thing we were having like the time of our lives like i may have only got paid a hundred dollars but we ate our work you know? yeah, and then after hours they called me up for my scene and i had to eat cake <laughs> In it. And uh, everyone was so cool and so nice and so welcoming to us. But how many takes was it? Um, honestly, not that many because they only had three cakes. So I could only do it three times. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I nailed, it. It on the I nailed it on the first time. <laughs> like, that I, is I was a yeah. And then you went viral just telling that story. Like yeah, how many so millions? This happened like seven years ago. Really? Eight years ago. The, the, the rap video. Yeah, about seven years ago. I don't even remember. Um, and then TikTok, you know, I have like four followers. And so I was just making a quick one minute video just telling that story, but like not even as animated, just like being like, so this happened. Yeah. And then oh, like within 24 hours, it hit over a million. And then over the next like few days hit two million. And in 24 hours. Yeah, it was just crazy. And then if you go to the song on YouTube, like ASAP Ferg's like, the, there's about, I'm not exaggerating, about 50,000 comments. And all of them are like, is everyone here from TikTok? Did you come from the TikTok? Oh like, my God. So they must have gotten like a million or something views just from my TikTok. Yes. Hilarious. Oh my God. And they paid you a hundred bucks. I, <laughs> if you got you that video. That was the best hundred bucks I ever made. Like, yes. That, okay. I just needed you to finish that story. <laughs> <We> <laughs> like, start. I have so many questions. Um, your Instagram profile where it said you had leg braces like Forrest Gump, like literally, like can you literally on that? Literally. I need to like keep a picture close by, but yes, yeah, so I was diagnosed with a bone disease called Perthes. It's Perthes, P E R. Some people hear herpes. But it's called Perthes. It's a bone disease where oxygen doesn't get to your bones. So your bones deteriorate. So like this happened in my left hip, so there was no hip. So I had to wear leg braces from the waist down um, for 
three years, and then I had a bunch of hip surgeries. So, yeah, so people, like, will see me now, and they don't realize there's this whole history of, yeah. like, um, you know, of uh, being handicapped growing up. And then you were in a wheelchair after the surgeries, and then... Yeah, I was, um, during, um, no, I was nine years old when I had my first hip surgery. By the way, my allergies are so bad. I think people may think I'm crying, but it's not. I just want to sneak. <laughs> um, it's not COVID. <laughs> Let me just say, I have an allergy. Now, even if it's not allergies, like, I could be dying, but I will be saying allergies forever. Mm -hmm. You don't want anybody to, like, side-eye you, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just call. Um, so what ages? I was, well, I was diagnosed at six. I wore leg braces. Um but six, seven, and eight years old, nine years old. Well, what happened was, so again, the bone deteriorates. So through medication, I'm wearing the leg braces, the um, ball of the hip, which was completely gone, started growing back. But what happened was with this medication that makes your bones grow, it grew too big and it grew out of the hip socket. Oh so they did a surgery called sulcopelvic osteotomy, which is when they like, put it back in, they shave it, they like make it a hip, and then they put three pins in to like keep it still. And then those pins had to be in for about like six, seven months while it healed. But during that time while it healed, I was paralyzed from the waist down because you can't move or walk oh or anything. God, right. So they turned my parents, instead of spending six months in the hospital, they actually turned my den in the house into a hospital, like we had wow. a hospital bed, da da. And, um, but during that time, so much went wrong. One of the pit, like when my mom was changing a bedpan, one of the pins slipped inside of me, so they had to do emergency surgery. Then they had to remove the pins. And then, so that's why there was like so many surgeries between the age of nine and 13. Jeez. So, yeah. But it's then like, uh, you, somehow, then you became a personal trainer. Like you must have gotten yourself back <laughs> together. Well, then, uh, so then I, okay. So then because I was so inactive, um, mm -hmm. I was very overweight. Also, I mean, if anyone comes from a Jewish family, you know we show love by food. And <laughs> also food was very much a reward. You know, like, oh, you you um, go to this doctor's appointment, you get your cake, you know. Uh, also, like, my parents didn't care. Like, I was so sick that, like, whether or not I ate a cupcake for dinner was there. Yeah. Like, that was not there. Like, they didn't care. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, that's going to make Robin happy. Like, you know. So by the time I got to high school, I was so overweight. And then I got to college and um, sophomore year, I hit over 200 pounds. And I'm not, I'm 4'11". So like right, 200 right. pounds is a lot on me. Right. And, uh, and over the next like two years, I lost the weight. But I started teaching aerobics at college while I was losing the weight. Wow. So it was cool because my classes were always packed because I was so fat that I think people felt comfortable with me because I was right. not into my whole class exactly. with fat people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. We were but you worked it together. yourself? You lost the weight training yourself? Yeah. So That's I just amazing. did it myself. And it took about two, two and a half years to lose 85 pounds. And wow. then, yeah. And then I kept it off for about 10 years until about four years I hurt my back. And when I hurt my back, I put on a bunch of weight, like 40 pounds in that one year because I wasn't being active. Again, I was using food as, uh -huh. it seems whenever my body's failing me, the food is like my, you know. Yep. 
I have all kinds of eating disorder history. Like, yes, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, it's, it's a like, reward. Exactly. It's like I, a takeaway. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's something okay. you can control. It's it's a whole mind game. Like, yeah, even during COVID, like I um. I know what I'm doing. I'm stressed. So what am I doing? I mean, when there's like so many other tools I already know about, but there's yeah. nothing as good as sugar. <laughs> it, took, it took me, I struggled for 20 years from 16 to 36. And then finally like found the balance lifestyle that I live now, like the squats and margaritas where you can have a cocktail, but you also have to work out. And right. I stopped. I went to like the other end of it. Like I was bulimic for almost 10 years, anorexic, exercise bulimia where you eat and then you work out the same amount of calories that you just right. like I had all this, these things. And when you are obsessive, like you, your body produces cortisol, which makes you hold on to fat. So even if you think like you're, I didn't, I didn't eat and I have this many calories and you're hurting yourself. And when you let go of that and you're like, I had cake. I also ran six miles today. I had a margarita. I also went to the gym and you're just like, let go of it and just balance it out somewhere else. First of all, right. you binge and go crazy because you're like, I had a piece of cake. I might as well eat six cakes because I'm off the wagon. Like, right. balance it. And yeah. that's why I, I ended up writing a book about it because I lost 20 pounds and then kept it off. And I eat more, way more than I did when I was 20 pounds heavier. I lift instead of cardio and uh, I have cocktails daily. Like, I never am not <laughs> drinking. But I know that I can have it. So I don't like go crazy. Like I had a cocktail, I'm gonna have a bottle, you know, like it's just right. that. Yeah, you know, people always ask like, how do you lose the weight? And I like the two things I always say is one, yeah. I found something that I could keep up forever. And I did, I kept it up for 10 years, you know, after losing the weight. Yeah. I, you have to do something that's like realistic. If you do a fad diet, that is so hard to do forever. It's not yeah. more. It's, it's not sustainable. Yes, you'll lose the weight. I mean, every even if you 100%. do if you do whatever diet, you'll lose weight if you stick to it. But it has to be something you're gonna yeah. do forever. And then the second thing, like, I put myself first. And some people, if you don't have a sugar addiction, then people don't understand this. But because they'll be like, oh, you could have a cookie or you could just do one. I know I can't. Like you were saying. You know, you don't need to have 20 cookies, but if you're someone like me, you don't know how to have one. I get it. And I you know. people are like that with drinking. Like, I had somebody on, I don't know if you know Tiffany Jenkins, she's a comedian, but she wrote a book. Like, she had to get sober because she goes, I can't have a glass of wine. She's right. like, it's like, this night is not ending until I'm taking my shirt off and I'm on a table. <laughs> like, you, she didn't know how to stop. So, yeah. I think Emma told me the same thing. But she's like, I said, what are you drinking? She's like, I'm not. Like, I love drinking, but like, I know that I can't. Because yeah. It's like hard to stop. Emma was one of the first people that, like, besides in therapy, that I actually was able to talk about having a sugar addiction. Because a lot of people think, people think that's not a real thing. No, <laughs> but it, it actually is. Yeah. is. Like, when my brain tastes um, whatever it is, a donut, sprinkles, da -da, the endorphins I get are so extreme that I can't stop until I'm sick. Like, you no. know what I mean? And, uh, which is also funny because, like, so much of my humor is about cakes and donuts <laughs> because it really does make me happy that starts like so real so that's why the but same thing with people with drinking they like drinking because it makes them well happy but then it brings them sad and it's the same thing with sugar it makes yes. me so happy but then if i overdo it and i do have like seven donuts it then goes sad, did you, you ever know? have so, the eating disorder situation like when i was in my mess like if i had seven donuts i would get rid of it and right. it was like it would trigger in my mind like get it out 
Okay, so this is not funny. No, it's okay? fine. No, it's fine. This is not funny, but you can okay, be funny later. when I was in college, when I was very strict, uh -huh. I remember I was in Atlantic City with my parents and one of my girlfriends, and I overate. And for the first time ever, I went to the bathroom to throw up, mm -hmm. and I threw my back out. No. <laughs> so that was the last time. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We'll we'll do it the other one. We'll this just not work. overeat because then my back was out for like a week, and I was like, I'm not cut out for bulimia. This is uh, this I is wish a sport I can't my back had gone out. It would save me ten years of like abusing <laughs> my body. I saw a question, I want to just go back, uh, yeah. about where the obsessive, where'd that go? What causes the OCD and the unhealthy eating habits? Love Conquers 21. I did a lot of research on this when I wrote my book, and I think birth order has a lot to do with this. Are you first born by chance or only child? Uh, youngest. Hmm. Okay, so my- I, remember, I had a very different history, like, because of yeah. the leg braces. I, like, my childhood is very odd. Yeah, that's very true. Yours, yes. I just found, like, only child or firstborn have this perfectionist mentality and this obsessive personality where you have to be perfect and everything has to be just so. And my high school, it was like, it sounds like a fairy tale. Like I was homecoming queen, I was prom queen, I was captain of the soccer team. And I felt like I had to like uphold that. Like I can't get fat, like I have to uh -huh. be, I was this, I had to. And then it was like when I stopped playing soccer and all that, I kind of lost that identity. I gained a lot ton of weight, depression, bulimia, like all that when I lost that identity. But it was like, I had to be perfect. And when I just kind of let go of that and stopped obsessing, which it, I'm making it sound easy. It's, it's hard to do when you finally right. can make that switch to kind of let go of it and not stress your body out. The weight kind of just went away. Right. And you just, you're mindful. You check in with yourself. If you're hungry, eat. There'd be so many times where I was so hungry and I'm like, I'm not gonna eat because it's not time for a meal and I'm gonna save all my calories. My body like shut off and was like, "Well, you're starving. You're not eating anymore. You're a trainer, like you get it. Like you're not, so we're gonna hold on to everything. But now if I'm hungry, I eat and my body's like, cool, burns it. And right. it took me so, especially someone like that struggled with bulimia and anorexia to be like, eat more and you're gonna lose weight. Like I couldn't even go there. But when I did it, it worked and it's, I've been able to maintain it. Like you said, a diet, you're going to lose weight, but at some point you're going to go to a wedding and have a glass of wine or a piece of cake at a birthday party. And before it would be like, honestly, I'd be like, I ate a piece of cake. I got to eat the whole cake and a pint of ice cream and then get rid of it. Or I ate a piece of cake. So I'm just going to go off the rails for the weekend. I'll start over on Monday. But if you live with balance and you just make a correction, like at the next meal, mm -hmm. like I had cake, that's fine. Then maybe I won't have cake after, um, breakfast tomorrow or like with my coffee or maybe I'll get in a run and you just kind of take care of it right there and you don't let it like linger on yeah like, and that's the thing is I never I um what I just said before is like well first off growing up like I was never obsessive about food and the fact of like dieting <laughs> like, yeah. it was like I would eat a lot but it was never like a priority to lose weight but I also like really do credit this to my parents because from the leg braces they like drilled in my head like you're beautiful, you're perfect, you could do anything. So even yeah. though I knew I was overweight, that never was like a, a a real negative. It was just like, and that's why I think like, some people are like, when I tell you, oh, I was fat, or like there's fat people. I don't think of fat necessarily as a negative. Like, it's, <laughs> like a lot of people think of the word as like putting someone down. Yeah. My brain doesn't think like that because when I was fat, um, 
I don't know, it just was never like, no, I wasn't put down for it. It was kind of like someone saying, Robin, you're short. Like it was just yeah, not because it is what it is, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> then when I did lose the, when I did want to lose the weight, um, it's funny because I have the obsessive of the sugar, I want more sugar. My obsessive is not necessarily the losing the weight. Like <laughs> this is the actual food brings me comfort. So it, it's just why I think I, you know, when I put on weight, it's not so, I wish I could obsess over the losing. <laughs> I, well, you can't control know, what you obsess. But... Like, there, people like obsess over Netflix. Like they watch a Netflix and then they watch Netflix until like the next day because they can't right. stop. It's just like an obsessive personality. When did you figure out you were funny? Like, was that like a coping mechanism? Like you had this hard um, childhood and you're like, this is going to be my thing. Or like, did you not even realize you were so funny? No, I knew very, well, my <laughs> family's funny and they're not uh, dramatic. So like, when everything was happening, being sick as a kid, there was not, there was no tears. My parents didn't make this a sad thing. Like yeah. they were very funny about it. My brother, so I was always around funny people, but um, I did not like people getting upset when they saw me. So. Like when I was in the hospital, no oh, one was allowed yeah. to visit me, just my parents. Because Aww. when I was a kid, I would see someone would come into the hospital room and go, oh my God, Rob. And like, I didn't like that. And then, so then I would have to be like, no, I'm great. And I have the energy <laughs> to right. do that. So I was like working as a kid. So, but I knew as a kid very early on that I did not like sad people around me. So I was working overtime to make people when they would see me happy. And then, because that year when I was paralyzed, I wasn't going to school. So I would just watch TV all night long. I watched Nick at night and it would be mm -hmm. like the Mary Tyler Moore show and I love Lucy or, you know, then I, this is back when the nanny was on. So I was obsessed with all these like funny women because they brought me so much comfort and especially keeping me um, company at night, you know? Yeah. So I kind of knew early on that like these funny women are like, the heroes of people who are having a hard time. So I, it was just, it was meant, I knew early on that that's what I wanted. But that's so funny. Like, I wonder if like, that's how you found what you were supposed to do. Like, had you not been paralyzed and watching comedy all night and knowing like, this is what <laughs> I want to do because there's a fine line be being a funny woman and doing stand up and like having the balls to get on a stage and like, get the ridicule and the criticism right away. Like if a joke doesn't land, like how did you talk about your first stand up? Well, so I went to college for it to be an actor. Did, Cause I was like, okay. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, I want to be like these women in the sitcoms. I want to be TV and movies and all this stuff. Stand up was not what I wanted to do. Okay. Although I'm from Long Island and when I, for your bar and bar mitzvah, you have like themes on Long Island because they're like elaborate parties. And my theme was Robin's Comedy Club. So at 13, like, <laughs> it was like the seeds of like stand up. But it wasn't until I was like 24, 25, I was living on Long Island. I was a personal trainer, a full time, because I was an actress, but not working, you know? So I was a full time personal trainer making so much money doing in home on Long Island, you know? So I'd go to these housewives' houses and like, <laughs> for 50 minutes being paid $200. And I had to bunt, you know, 10 clients twice. I was making so much, I was the richest 24 year old ever. <laughs> right. Now I'm like the poorest 35 year old. <laughs> but you know, I'm living my life, living my life. But um, I called my dad one day, hysterically crying, being like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm not a performer. Like this is killing me. I'm depressed. I, I, I don't want to be doing this. Even though again, yeah. I was successful, but I wasn't happy. And then he's my dad, who's an accountant. So like weird that he would <laughs> say this. He's like, 
why don't you try stand-up comedy? Like, I think you'd be good at that. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I can't do comedy. I'm crying on the phone. He's like, no, I saw Caroline's on Broadway has a class. You sh I'll pay for it if you take it. And, and then I was like, whatever, I'll try. And then first day, I said my first joke to the class, got the laugh, and then I was hooked. And yeah. he was right. It was the right path. Because then... I'd say within six months, I started making a living doing stand-up. And then within two years, I had quit personal training and focused, like, full-time comedy. So he was, he was right. It Just getting up on that stage, though, like, it was, it just felt right to you? Because I just... Oh, my God. It was the most natural thing I'd ever wow. done. Wow. Yeah. It was just, the even to this day, like, I... COVID has been so rough because <laughs> that has been taken away from me. I know. Well, no, I saw that you were back. You're doing some things. Yeah, that, I mean, they're, they're not like, the greatest you have, like, shows. <laughs> you what? It's not the greatest shows, you know? It's Well, you're back on the stage, and I'm sure you're, you get the endorphins back that you least yes. do it because I can't imagine, like, being a performer and you can't do it. It's been killing me. It's been killing for me. For seven, eight months. Yeah. yeah. And so, you're um, in, in New York, like, in a studio apartment. I live in a tiny studio. <laughs> like right now, you're your... in my kitchen, living room, and bedroom. Quarantined. Right yeah, I was quarantined in this tiny apartment. It was definitely, this year has just been, like, the hard, I mean, like, I don't say the hardest, but, like, it's up there. It was, it's been really tough. But the, the hardest thing has been not performing live. Yeah. Um, and, though, it's starting to come back. Like, I did some shows in the park, and, like, last night I was in, like, an alley in Queens. <laughs> You know, like I've done some really weird shows, but at least I'm hearing laughter again. Yeah. Which is like, I can't explain. It's like the, it's all I want, you know. Somebody said coffee talk, coffee talk came, was born out of the pandemic. Yes. So what happened was I was supposed to, I was supposed to um, perform for the troops in March. Oh. From March 15th, March 30th, I was heading to the Middle East. It was going to be my fourth tour. And Late February, I get a little call from our government, and, I, and they said, "Look, the pandemic's about to come to America." <laughs> and I was like, "You, you have like a heads thing? up on it? <laughs> you on that China? little thing in China? You know?" They're like, "Yeah, in March it's gonna be here." So I got the heads up, and so did all my followers because I told them, "I'm like, hey guys, apparently in They're March." Like, yeah, yeah, Robin. <laughs> so I was the first person to lose their job because, <laughs> like, I was the only one, you know. So then, um. So I was supposed to go be on tour from March 15th to um, April 1st. It was supposed to be two full weeks. So I was like, well, what am I going to do for these two weeks? So I said to my followers, I said, you know what? I'm going to start a daytime talk show called Coffee Talk with Robin Joe, 11 a.m. on YouTube. And on March 13th, we started it, thinking this was going to be a two-week, <laughs> five days a week. You know, we'll do 10 episodes. It'll be fun. It'll be cute. Well, what are we, eight months later, and we're still doing the show. And so we are. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but but it has been like, the, it was my saving grace because every morning I woke up, I I showered, I put on makeup, I would interview guests, we'd do games. And it was like this normalcy of like performing. And I've always wanted my own talk show, so. That's what I was gonna ask you. Like, first of all, I hope you're reading these comments because they're really good. Oh, um, they write to, you know what? They know a lot of the people here, I recognize them. They know, they write stuff, and I catch like one word of what they write. 
that you give them a reason to wake up in the morning, wash their faces, and put on some pants. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> tell them pants are optional. <laughs> no one would know. We who knows if we have pants on. <laughs> Is that where you see it going, like a talk show? Because I that's where I see it going for you. <laughs> yeah, and like I, uh, the they're not. I mean, I don't know who wrote about coffee shop that it came out of this. That is the best thing to come out of it because one of my goals always was to be a daytime talk show host. And like, yeah, it's not on NBC, but it's even better because I can curse and I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Even though like my mom and my brother always like yell at me not to curse, and even they yell at me not to curse because I'm trying to get monetized. But like, <laughs> you're <right. laughs> you know? but, your mom. Uh, yeah, oh no, oh, there's a segment at the end of the show, so it's an hour you show. You call her, I know, I watch it, I love her. <laughs> oh, my mom, you watch, okay. Yeah, so my mom is like the last segment. She retired last year, and she thought this was going to be her year to like explore, and now she has nothing to do <laughs> except for coffee talk. And when I tell you she takes this job more serious than, uh, I was going to say the President of the United States, but let's not go She there. was a teacher, I, right? <laughs> she was a teacher. Yeah. So you should see, she sits there with her laptop during the whole episode and takes <laughs> notes, right? She has like a notebook. And then at the end of the episode, she calls in. It's called Checking with Mama Shaw. And, uh, and she, she goes over what she liked, what she didn't like, you know? And she, she gives notes. And then at the very end, she reminds everyone to like, stay positive, yeah. be happy, you know? So, I mean, she's, she's great. She takes it so seriously. She won't, like, if she has a doctor's appointment, she won't book it till after 12 o'clock. Because <laughs> this is her job, and she takes it very serious. I'm thinking <laughs> of, like, um, who has the, is it Kimmel that has Guillermo? Like, I, maybe she's a part of your show. Yeah. Like, maybe oh, oh, no, when you get your show, Mom Shaw. <laughs> Oh, if you think she doesn't already think the show is Mama Shaw with Robin Shaw. Like, this is her interview. So every day she's taking notes like NBC. Mama Shaw, if you're watching this, do you know how I got this? I was doing Instagram lives on my couch every week. I have two toddlers. I don't know. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old that I've been quarantined with for oh, eight months. Yeah, I'll drink my, my drink. So I would just go live on Thursday nights. Like with, it started out with my friends. I had 30 people on it and be like, what are you doing? Give me some games. Like people would be like scavenger hunt, find an acorn, find a red bird. <laughs> so I was like, great. So we would like once a week get on and drink and talk about how we're getting through it. And unbeknownst to me, a program director at the biggest uh, station in DC was watching every week. And it was an interview, Robin. Like, you have no idea who's watching Coffee Talk. Oh, I know. <laughs> and they gave me a show on Podcast One. Like, this will be an oh episode. Oh, my God. That's awesome. But it was what you were you saying. It was so know. Or... Isn't that I know. Crazy? You never know. And then you can be yourself. The fact that they just saw me doing me. And like you said, like, you don't have somebody saying, like, don't curse. Like, if you curse and they saw it and they want to, they just want you to be you. And I did it every week. And I got a show. And like, you never know. Your mom's on to something. <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations. That's so awesome. Because I, I have this, like, um, not theory. It's just what I believe that, like, I think to make it or to, it's two things. You have to get struck by lightning and be lucky that there's someone watching. But you yes. also have to have the talent to back it up. So it's like, <laughs> you need, you really do need both. I don't think you can do have just one. Like, yeah, it was luck that that person was watching. But you got the show because they loved what they Thank saw. You. So that's, that's awesome. But it was kind of born out of the pandemic too. Like I didn't, I can't say I ever wanted to have a show. Now, if you ask me, I'm like, no, this is, I love that I have a job like talking to fun people. And then it's like, you meet somebody like I met Emma. I watched her on a live with someone else. And I was like, love her vibe. 
reached out to her and then she's like, you would love Robin. And then it kind of like, I'm meeting all these fun people through it. And I get to do this once a week and just talk to fun people, but also try to get like a motivating element into it too. Like people can get something out of it, but it's still, right. it's like, it's something to do during the pandemic. And it gives me something to look forward what to. What do you do with your kids during the hour? Um, they're, I'm surprised no one has joined. Um, they're awake. <laughs> My husband I'm like, has did you lock them up? Like, I've not seen anyone come by. So it's nine. You would think, oh, like, yeah. I don't know. My son, like, they used to go to bed on time. Now it's like all, it, at some point during the night, all four of the people in my family will be in my bed at some point, even if they go down in their beds. So it's fine. I tried to do it at nine because they would be in bed, but they're not. But it bed. doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> they're watching <laughs> Secret Life of Pets 2 on that couch upstairs. And Did they I may join. <laughs> I never know if they're going to join. <laughs> um, what did I want to ask? I wanted to ask you, your boyfriend? Yes. Um, if he Were you quarantined with him? And how no. did that affect okay. the relationship? So he lives in California. I live in New York. Okay. So, like, so you're still York. together. <laughs> yeah. So they, you weren't quarantined. This, this did not affect us in the slightest. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, my husband's, like, so annoying. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, this is great. Perfect. Like, how did actually, you meet him if he's in California? He's what? How did you meet him? Um, so he was a fan from my oh. live streaming. thing. <laughs> uh, he was just like, um, as you can see, like, I mean, there's so many people here that like have followed me for years. I used to be on Periscope, which is a live streaming app. And um, one night, this porn star, her name is Brie Olson. She stayed, she was dating Charlie Sheen. Da, da, da. She was a big live streamer on that app like a thousands of followers and I was like in the chat one night she wasn't like naked she was just like like this like talk <laughs> you don't know if she was naked <laughs> I mean she could have been no fans you know fans optional but she um she said something funny and I was just like oh that's funny and I'm a comedian like I don't know I said she goes oh you're a comedian and then she said what's your name and I wrote Robin Shaw she typed it in and she's like, oh you popped right up she goes all right let's watch her stand up and there was like a thousand people in the room <laughs> so she plays her stand up and like she was like laughing really hard. The people in the room were laughing really hard. So all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up with followers because of her, one of them being Frank, my boyfriend, current boyfriend now. Aww. So then he followed me, but I had a boyfriend. Like I was like, not <laughs> interested. Like he, he didn't even think of me that way. He just thought I was a funny comedian. And then over the years, we just got to know each other. Then he went to one of my shows when I was out in LA and we just vibed and I may have sent an inappropriate text when I was flying from Australia <laughs> and but bing, bada boom. That is a lightning strike moment. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I know. Except like it didn't like strike. We don't like, he didn't like, it It, it was like a, a slow lightning. <laughs> but the you fact know. that he was on there and that she chose your comment, put your uh, stand up on there. He was oh, watching. Oh, yes. Yes. You know what? 100% because if she didn't, like when that night, I mean, I gained so many followers that when I went alive, the next time there's all these people in the room. So then I started doing characters and started doing, developing all these things that if she didn't do that, maybe in a week, I would have given up, you know? And instead, wow. I can't explain, like that one moment changed. I'm not, when I say it changed my whole life, I'm not even kidding. Cause like, yeah, he's great. And I love him, he's here. <laughs> but uh, it changed like so much because from there, I started developing all these characters that I do. From and then I gained all these like amazing followers who um, get me, you know. So like I would with all these characters sell their props and costumes, and then they would buy it, even though they don't really want it, but just so that we could raise money. And then together, my followers and I 
raised over $30,000 for the Ronald McDonald's house. Because oh. of that one moment, all oh these people me, and then we developed all these characters, and then all this stuff just kept building. And so, like, we've done so many amazing things, but it did. It sparked from that moment that, like, led to everything. So you really just never know. You really just never know. Yeah. I um I want to talk more about stand up. Um, have you ever like bombed? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I, how do, do you just pretend like it's going fine? <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of, like the specific time because there's just so many wonderful bombs to choose from. <laughs> but um, I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, like the, my my worst story is when I was hired um, for. It was a surprise party for a wife of this like gajillionaire who's an oil owner guy on Long Island. And I was hired from her stepdaughter as the gift, okay? So the party okay. was in their mansion. And um, I walk in, you know, and then I throw my bag and stuff down on the table. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, no, it wasn't a table. It was a million dollar piece of artwork. Oh. It looked like a freaking table, okay? So the woman whose birthday was was like, who are you? It started step, great. <laughs> yeah, the stepdaughter was like, oh, she's a comedian. She's your gift. And I was like, hi. She's just examining <laughs> the table. And then the daughter was like, oh, do you want to just start? Like, she didn't understand, like, there used to be like that. So I just start talking to people. And then after two, mi two minutes, the birthday woman comes right in front of me. She goes, all right, enough of this chit chat. Let's go into the living room. And all at once, like 50 people just walked by me. And I'm like holding my little mic and my like thing. And that, that one was, that was pretty bad. Oh no. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. You kept going. And I got paid. Yeah, exactly. I didn't work for two minutes. I got paid. So it all worked Do out. Do you um, have like a comedic icon? Like somebody that you're like, what a woman in comedy. Like if you could be in a movie with another comedic actress, who is it? Alive. Um, yeah, it does either way. Just um, if it was your wish and you're in a movie with her. Well, I mean like, I, cause I loved Joan Rivers, you know, like love, but I don't know if I'd want to be in a movie with her as much as just like be friends with her. Good, I just yeah, she was, have a cocktail. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was just so funny and quick. Um, that's a really good question. This is so corny, but like all my favorite comics are who I'm friends with. Like Emma uh, is so funny. Like we do this, um, well, we don't do it anymore because she's down in New York, but we used to do this thing called dumbbells where we do these like sketches of us me, uh, like trying to learn to do something, like either learn taxes or yeah. And it was just like, she's such a fun person to bounce off of, whether we're just like in a car driving somewhere or we're filming, like she's so great. And then I have a, I have a few like female um, comedian friends that are just like, so fun. Like I feel like really lucky that like um, my favorite comics are my friends. Yeah. Like, they're really funny. How did you meet Emma? How did I meet Emma? Oh my God, you know what I mean? Emma was, I went to an open mic. I was like brand new. And um, this girl that took that that comedy class with me came with me, and mm -hmm. Emma performed. And the girl who I was with was gay, and she was like, "Oh my god, that girl is so hot! Oh my god, that girl!" Speak talking about Emma, yeah. and I was like, 
do you want me to like go up and like ask her to sit with us? And then, um, cause like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. And so then, so then she's like, oh, no, 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 don't say it, don't say it. And then Emma ends up coming over to our table and she was like, to me, she's like, oh my God, your set was so funny. So she like came over and I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, my name's Robin. She's like, this is Emma's like, uh, I'm Emma. And then I was like, oh, this is whatever the girl's name is. I don't remember, <laughs> you know? Cause then I was like, oh, this is like perfect. And then Emma's like, Robin, can I get your phone number? We should go to open mics together. Aww. And then I, I think me and that other girl never spoke ever. <laughs> she was like, great, Robin's straight and taking my girls from me. But, and then we were like, like friends immediately after that. Like we went from like not knowing each other to like best friends. Oh my God. I don't, I'm thinking about like how you and Emma, like people that are so like, you, you thrive in this environment, like performing, like quarantine had to be, like how did you, get up in the morning and like just the knowing that you had coffee talk but coffee then like you were you didn't have your boyfriend like i don't know i was losing my mind that i had two toddlers and i honestly like would like fantasize about being quarantined alone <laughs> I, that had to be honestly, hard when i say that coffee talk and i like i tell them this constantly like saved me um because like it was it, it got me out of bed Monday, Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sometimes it get me out of bed, but then like the night before, I was like prepping. Like prepping, if I was yeah. doing like science experiments, I, like you know, I'd figure that out. If I was doing like, a guest, I was researching. Like I was doing all this stuff, and I'm still doing all this stuff. It's only gotten more elaborate as like time has gone on. But not only that, like they would send. I mean. Uh, Mr. Carlos, which I don't know if he's still here, but like him and his wife, like when the, when it was bad here in April, like they sent this huge package of like hand, like sanitizers, like all the stuff that New York didn't have, like toilet paper. Oh. I remember like opening it, and then like they also sent like three bottles of wine, like chocolate, like a real care package of like half like Corona stuff and like half like Robin stuff, and I remember <laughs> just being like. I don't know how I like grabbed these group of people, but it, it was like, it was just the saving. And but like it saved like my, my mom had something to do. Like it was just like yeah. all around, like just uh, coffee talk was. And, and I, I like to think it did the same for my followers. You yeah. know, like, I like to think that like it gave them some normalcy to, cause I was always live streaming. So it gave them something, even I mean, before Corona. So I like to think yeah. that we all kind of, use this hour as like to recharge, laugh, be happy. And then, Aww. you know. And it was something for them to look forward to as well. And it's like, just because you're so authentic, like your followers, you know, you see these like accounts that have like millions of followers and it's just, it doesn't seem genuine. Like you have, you're meeting these wonderful people because you're so genuine and authentic and it like people just gravitate towards that. And, and I, and so, and I've met so many because they, whenever I'm in like their state or a close state to them, they show up. They've, I'm telling you, we've had people from around the country fly to New York if I'm doing like a big headlining show. So a lot of them have met each other. By the way, to any of your people, this group is very welcoming. So if you ever want to come to Coffee Talk, like, yeah. you know, this is 11 like, o'clock Eastern every day, <laughs> Eastern every time. weekend. You'll get instant friends, I'm telling you. But like, you're, I'm just so surprised. I want to say normal, but none of us are really normal. Um, they're just, everyone's just, it attracts like, such good people. I've yet to like come across, like no one's really bitchy. Everyone's very funny and accepting. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, in, a, in a climate where I think everyone's very divided, this is like, and I, I'm well aware that my followers are from all over. So like, there's a lot of different beliefs and I'm, I'm 
well aware that they're, you know, but like for this hour, like everyone's like, you know what? Our common thing is we like to be happy and we like to be positive and we like to be good people and everything else. And I wish the whole world could do that, but you know, I understand that's, that's asking for impossible, but th this group is um, somehow like really does a great job of just like, being kind to one another and uh, and being funny. Like, I think those are the two things we we strive to do. That's what we need right now. Like, everyone is stuck at home. <laughs> it's like such a weird time. That's why, like, to not have stand-up comedy, like, that's what people need right now. Do you have I any agree. idea when you're going to be able to, like, will you ever come to DC? Like, when you'll be able to go out again? Oh, yeah. My, uh, my second to last show before quarantine was I was headlining in DC. That yeah. was my second like, to last show. Where was, were you? Um, wait, I know some people here were there. I forgot what the name of the place was, but it was um, it was such a fun show. And I was like, I'm always saying like DC is like such a fun like place to do comedy. She's like everybody like gets it. Like she's like you can't really do some jokes in the south. You can't do some jokes. Yeah, she, like, yeah. DC, like everything true. hits. It's true. DC, it was that was such a good show. Yeah, Snake oh, Eyes was there. Come back. We need it yeah. right now. That's why I want you here tonight. It, comedy is um, so important. <laughs> That's why I get so um, upset with the fact that, like, they're allowing indoor dining but not indoor entertainment. Yes! And it's just, it doesn't make sense. And I know there's a few theaters and comedy clubs, like, suing the city because they're saying, look, if you could have indoor dining at 25%, you should be able to have theater 25% because at least in theater, everyone's wearing their mask. Like, exactly. you're eating, you have to take off your mask. So if you're saying one is safe, all should be safe. And honestly, I think laughter is more important than eating out. Like, yeah. so I, in my opinion. Yeah, and I see, like, you're performing in Central Park. Like, what is that like? Oh, my God. It's Do awful. people, like, know where to find you? Like, no, no. Like, people are like, where are you performing? I'm like, in Central Park. They're like, where? I'm like, I don't know. Just like, go to the middle look for trees like I, it's so hard to explain like and actually on i had three shows in central park but it's all different comedy clubs so they're in different locations and then for sunday i was like i asked them i was like where am i supposed to go this is west side comedy club they're like all right you enter on 85th west 85th and then make a left and i'm like yeah but where like what what do you mean left at what point <laughs> you're, you're right <laughs> central so park you is huge and we think we struggled to find them so i'm like how are people gonna find this you know but oh, i just want to get back to normal <laughs> back to normal I, I today especially like i woke up and i didn't want to get out of bed luckily i had coffee talk so like i had to right you know, and i had to do fabulous makeup and everything um but then coffee talk ended i got right into bed because like, i just there's such bad energy you know i know with the election coming up the anxiety yeah. just like on this planet is so bad and it's definitely affecting me because like i just got ready back into bed i was like i can't you know yeah. um so i just can't wait till we're all just and I don't want to be back to normal 50%. I want to be back to normal 100%. Yes, I know. <laughs> you know? Like, who knows when that will be. But until then, we need comedy. We need you. We need Coffee Talk, 11 a.m. It's at Robin Shaw on YouTube. Yes. And you subscribe, and then you're just live on that yeah, channel at 11 Yeah, just subscribe and just know, I mean, uh, on Instagram every morning, I put the link in my bio. You have to come on as a guest. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to talk and about. And then we'll turn around it. the questions. <laughs> okay. um, uh, I see science experiments. I'm not sure how much I'll be able to, um, like, bring <laughs> No, when I this. interview, when, when you come on as a guest, it's just like an interview. It's like 20 God, minutes. Where I, just, I like, love that. Find out what you do. And that science experiments is usually like an episode in itself. Where okay. like, <laughs> I look up science experiments and we just try them out. And 
it happens to be that my followers is a lot of really bright people. <laughs> so like, again, I'm never reading the chat, but they're all talking like, oh, the carbon, you know, the carbon is not supposed to be with this. I don't know what they're saying. And you're just <laughs> like doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Getting through the quarantine. Exactly. I I don't want to like put you on the spot with this, but like I always ask people like, what is the best advice? Can you think of that you ever got? Like you've obviously turned your brand into something for anybody that's watching this. And I have a lot of moms that are just kind of like my brand's new. What is like the best advice that you ever got? Um, like with business wise. Best advice. All right, let me just think. I know. Okay, we're going with business. Or just like to get where you are, like what could, what is the best advice that you could give someone else that maybe somebody told you something that like stuck with you that you could like pass on to somebody that's watching right now? Um, okay, I'm gonna say this, there's like, there's a few, but like the things that keep popping out is the booker at Caroline's um, once said to me like, cause I have this video of me on YouTube. I don't know if it's still up, but I went skydiving on the, and that's got a diving bungee jumping off the highest bungee jump in the world in New Zealand. And he had seen it. And he's like, oh my God, Robin, that's so terrifying. I was like, no, 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 bombing, doing stand-up is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he's like, no, no, no. I was like, yeah. I said, look, with the bungee jumping, if I died, it's over. When you bomb on stage, you then have to walk <laughs> past people you know and i said like right. i hate the idea of just like failing in front of people but then he goes well you can't succeed without failing and then i was like you're right you did a show at the ugly mug yeah oh that was the dc show yes that was dc show that was like they're probably on here like where am i girl i used to work at a hotel on capitol hill like i did sales and like conferences and we would go to the ugly mug like once a week i didn't even know they did comedy shows there. they don't they don't so the upstairs oh. they have like a little stage for yeah. live music so i rented it out um and like i didn't have to pay them they just said like everyone needs to get two drinks so i was able to keep the drink tickets and we just packed out the place it was so fun oh my god please come back it was we such a fun show. We need your energy. <laughs> I literally, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Oh my God. Thank you. So I know that you have another thing to get you on your very- Patreon. So, um, yes. you know, if anyone's not a Patreon, go check out my Patreon page backslash Robin Shaw. Can you talk to me about Patreon? I'm hearing a lot about this. Okay. I, um, when I say that Coffee Talk was my saving grace, I'm going to follow that up right after Patreon because, uh, that was financially a saving grace during a time when I wasn't working. You know, it is, um, it's a, like a paid wall. So you have to pay to like be a part of it, but it's like a two way street. So like people on Patreon pay whatever tier, but then whatever they pay, they get something in return. So like, um, if you are like $2 for or $5 or $10, you get different perks, right? So $5 Patreons, I make so many videos. So every month they get like a blooper reel and deleted scenes. Oh, um, like exclusive content. Exclusive content, yeah. Oh. So then, like, then others you get into private live streams that are $2, especially during the pandemic, I was doing like Saturday night party live streams. So for $2, we're able to just get into those parties while we were all in lockdown. So like oh. it's, but for podcasters, what I see that a lot of podcasters doing and personal trainers, I'll talk to you about both, but podcasters will be like for $5 a month, you get an extra podcast that's exclusive to only Patreon. Wow. You know, um, or for personal trainers, they'll be like, you'd go for, you know, 
if you for the two dollars every week i give a five minute ab workout you know so like wow yeah just something you, that not everybody else is getting yeah and then like it's a win for everyone because one I, I i like to think because i'm also a patreon for people but I, I like to believe that like the patrons feel good because when they're supporting their favorite podcaster artist comedian personal trainer but also they're getting like extra content that they would yeah they would want and they feel part of something that's so cool do you how often do you do it um well it depends on the tier so like sprinkles oh, right who's yeah. getting it tonight <laughs> yeah so tonight is sprinkles <laughs> stop me <laughs> sprinkle oh because you can name your tiers so like oh, one, okay. tier is like, one tier is like i pooped myself the other one is <laughs> my privates because I like to be like hey guys who's in my privates tonight like you know like okay. so, um and then, sprinkles like, higher than my privates like mm -hmm. a higher tier yeah sprinkles and then there's one above that that oh. the only person who's in that tier is my boyfriend oh <laughs> and you're okay. supposed to like if you're in this tier which is like really high up you're supposed to get like um I'm supposed to send you like a, a package <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he wishes. Um, a package every month, right? So, like, when the when I first joined Patreon, there was, like, a few people in that level, and I would send packages. But, like, people have now gone down to sprinkles, because you can't maintain a, a high thing like that, <laughs> right? But he still does it every month, and he has not gotten anything. Oh, <laughs> Robin! Like, no, look, honestly, uh, I, bring the, I bring entertainment to his life every day. So, you know... I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm admitting to prostitution right now. No, I'm wondering yeah. about, remember on the elevator, your neighbor overheard you on the phone with Richie saying to get ready for the live of your podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was someone in the elevator. I said to my brother, I was like, um, I wonder how many people are going to be in my privates tonight or something like that. And we were talking about it, like not even thinking, because we now say my privates. <laughs> when I say my privates, we know that's this tier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like, was one of the elevators was just like, what is this? Is weird. What am I living next to? <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly ask you everything I wanted to ask you. Like you are fantastic. Everybody follow at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and subscribe YouTube Robin Shaw. Just at Robin Shaw, right? Yes. And then YouTube how do they get you on Patreon? Shaw. What do you do to do that? Go Patreon.com. Yeah, uh, Patreon dot com backslash Robin Shaw comics. Right. So same as like here's Robin Shaw comics. If you want sprinkles or private parts. Oh, yeah, if you want to be in my privates, it's a great time. <laughs> okay. You are fantastic. You, and thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I'm so happy you said yes, of course. As soon as Emma told that story, I was like, I want to talk to her. And she's like, I'll, <laughs> I'll introduce you. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll talk to you and you'll come on. Um, I would love to. And I'll, yeah, you'll come experiment. on Coffee Talk, definitely. I'm coming Coffee Talk. <laughs> Thank I you thank so you much. So You're much. the best. I really appreciate it, Robin. Robin, your laugh makes me so happy. <laughs> it is the best. Lightning struck. Just like you said, if you have the talent and you're lucky enough for lightning to strike, it can happen. It happened to you. I'm so excited for all the press you're getting. Congratulations. All of this is so well-deserved. And anyone listening, however 2020 is making you feel right now, things can turn around at any moment. Look at Robin's. 
hit her up on Patreon to get exclusive VIP access and content not released to the public. And if you're on there and you're bored and want to search around, um, I'm on there too. It's some Squats and Margaritas exclusive content and episodes. And if you are loving this flamethrower margarita that I'm drinking this week, again, it's Tanteo Tequila, the best tequila for a margarita. And I'm drinking it because Robin is so hot. You can get it at TanteoTequila.com and you can use Squats 10 to get 10% off your order. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed, please, please subscribe. We're on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.